0: You're ready to be premature wow, all over again. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's, that's impressive. Quick, quick, reset, Man. quick reset.
1: Last night was Ramos Jis. Giz-
2: giz- <laughs> 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 Who knew the job was pro bono?
1: I was so high that uh, I shit myself at some point.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, get still here. Somebody somebody everybody mute, goddamn you're killing me. My SEAL Team Six with the SEAL Team Twelve. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's nothing wrong with punching above your weight. The fight well, get better. Well, I don't know. It's worse. worse. You're a ginger, or you've been vaccinated. You <laughs> sit around and drink and solve the world's problems, right? I'm fucking trying to do my intro. I look up and you're jerking off into the camera. What are you doing? This is shake weight. Uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, the uh, yeah, we're not all here. It's kind of disappointing, actually. Los Quattrocianetes are not It's very are, are disappointing.
1: It's sad. Um, it's just yeah, sad.
0: We we don't have Big Mac. Unfortunately, he is not here. He's, he's doing some shit. I don't know, celebrating somebody's birthday. I don't know who, but apparently they're important, more important than this show. But that's fine. He's not here. But the, the three of us, the three amigos, we're going to hold it down. We're going to lock it down, and we're going to plow ahead like we always do, regardless of circumstances. Well, here we are, gentlemen. Glad everybody's here. Save one. How is everyone doing? Good.
2: Good. Sad. Ready, yeah. to roll.
0: Ready to I roll. Mean, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy. happy to You're be happy. here. Happy. Happy I'm be sad
1: here. that we don't have all four of us. And
0: you've got your shake weight going on. I practicing. got my shake
1: weight going on because, you know, reasons. <laughs> reasons. <laughs> got to be um, prepared for them Friday nights, baby. I uh, You know. <laughs>
0: before you know what never mind I'm, I'm just gonna skip it i was gonna ask a question but i'm gonna wait and we'll do it doesn't matter and big um,
1: ankled eastern european women they don't lift their ankles on their own you know you gotta okay gotta have cool muscles. uh
0: so i noticed you were using your shake weight i'm curious what you're drinking today so i'm gonna let you go first haas
1: i went with a bourbon stone sour
0: uh is that what you were beating the shit up in I, the was, shaker? But I was
1: beating the shit up but i've added a couple things so it's oh. generally just bourbon um simple syrup lemon juice, orange juice. Um, I, I don't put as much lemon juice in as they ask for it Cause I'm, I'm not a huge fan, but then I put a little, I put a little peach bitters and then a little dash of grenadine in there as well. Nice. And this has become like one of my go-to, like,
2: I don't know. I just love this drink. Yeah. There's something to be said for have a drink that you're just really good at making. Yeah. you know not lots of drinks but like yeah. a couple or one that you're like that's my go-to
0: but tastes good too do,
1: yeah exactly do you guys feel like you have a couple because i have like mm, a couple for you maybe
0: <clears throat> we know you do clearly mac does he's only got two drinks in his repertoire a tequila, <laughs> t- uh, a margarita and a t- kentucky t- buck <laughs> <laughs> that's it yeah, that's
1: exactly- but you know what i bet those things are banging when he uh, makes I, them
0: i don't i don't have uh, one i don't have go-to's that i'm like oh yeah I'm always going to go back to this one, or at least I haven't yet three years on in this show. I haven't landed on one where I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do.
1: Because this regularly. one, this one, you know, the uh, Mrs. Oss asks me to make a batch of these at least a couple few times a month.
0: There you go. So clearly you have. You, Yeah, yeah I've
1: gotten in this one for sure. What about you, Grinchy Poo?
2: Yeah, I mean, I haven't, ironically, I haven't made one in a long time, but old-fashioned i just think the old-fashioned when you nail Uh, it
1: see i wish i was good at that because i love a good old-fashioned but i am not good at making them
2: yeah i mean you get to me like if you over pour the bitters i really don't like that um i don't like muddling up fruit and lemon juice in my uh old-fashioned i don't like that um i like it pretty straightforward and just done well um and, and I do shake. I know some people don't believe in that. They think it makes it cloudy or whatever. I, I like it shaking. Uh, but yeah, old fashioned, I think it's the one that if you just nail it,
0: like it's just a very enjoyable experience. Shaking or to not shaking there. at the end of the day, you need to enjoy what you're drinking, right? So if that's the way you mm-hmm. like it, then fuck it. Uh, what are you drinking, by the way?
2: Um, Which <laughs> this tees up the point that there's a lot of drinks, honestly, you can drink and forget about as fast as you've finished it because... I mean, yeah, they're good or or whatever, but they're not memorable. Um, I put this in that category. It's called okay. the Absolute Long Porn Star. Don't know why it has that name. <laughs> um, it's on the Absolute website, and it's, you know, Ice, Absolute Vanilla, uh, Malibu Rum, and Passion Fruit Juice with some pineapple. It sounds banging. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it is, but I wouldn't. Like with an old fashioned, necessarily go, well, what am I going to keep tweaking on this to make it better and better? Yeah. You you certainly could. You certainly could. But you're not going to
0: spend the time and effort. No, I'm not. And this is called the absolute Absolute long long porn porn star. Porn star. Okay. There you go. Um, It does sound good, but if if it's obviously easily forgettable, then. Well, well,
2: and it's funny on their website, and this is for the apple vodka flavor specifically, they've got the porn star martini. And then I will say a really easy one that I almost went with is the absolute vanilla cola. You could see that being a pretty enjoyable drink. It's very simple. And I almost did that one, but I I went with this. because I. You can
0: always cycle to that one next if you need to.
2: Something about a long porn star. I don't know.
0: (laughs) You were hoping for more (laughs) than it actually turned out to be. I understand. Uh, All right. So I'll finish. I I did one. I was trying to find something. uh, I hadn't had it in a while.
2: Did you get a drink called The Survivalist? Please tell me you did.
0: I, uh, I, <laughs> no, I didn't. Um,
1: but he's wishing now he had. Yes, think... yes,
0: he is. He's yeah, like, he's you like... hadn't even said that. He's like, I'm drinking regret. <laughs> it is, it is actually.
1: In fact, I'm not even going to drink this drink. I mean, I'm just going to drink air and, and my tears, <laughs> and and, and that's it.
0: Um, I, I was trying to find a drink to make. I got a, it was actually gifted to me, but it was a 12 pack, and I haven't had it. I don't even remember. that was probably young. Grape soda, and I don't. I mean, it's one of those things when you drink it. That's like the the minute you taste it, it has a very distinct taste, and you're like, okay, that's I remember that, you know. And it, it, there's something about it for me. Um, And so my mother in law got a 12 pack, so I was like, I want to make something with that. So I couldn't find anything specific to it, so I'm making what's called the grimace. Um, for those of you who ah, blah and you know who the grimace is, I don't yeah. need to explain it. Like okay, a McDonald's, babe. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, but it's it's not in it's not in a in rotation like it was like back in the 80s with the hamburger uh, and f- grimace termplay. and wrong. Yeah, so, why did
1: they get rid of those characters? Who the
0: fuck knows? But we digress. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I'm doing it for that particular reason, not grimace as in making a disgusting, ugly, distorted face, which is the definition of grimace. It is because of that character who was a purple. I don't even know what the fuck kind of There's character. There's a grimace. Um, and it is absolute vodka. And I put it in a shaker with ice and uh, grape jam. Harkening to, you know, our our um, jam smash or whatever the fuck that I mm-hmm. think wrench first brought. To the, the bourbon,
1: table. the bourbon, bourbon jam smash,
0: yes. strawberry mm-hmm. smash, something. something like that. And I, and I shook the shit out of that. And then I just added uh, grape soda. I mean, it's just this shit crushed okay, grape crush. soda and so of course it's that's it's purple and it's and? got a it's got a good flavor do H-
1: uh, H- you gotta don't forget Dave. do it <laughs> come on, you gotta, brother. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's gotta do the pokey pokey. <laughs> and very
0: grape soda ish uh yeah. obviously you get the vodka and then the you get a bit of extra sweetness from the grape jam so very tasty i like it um but i i will i will this be in the rotation no probably not
2: I mean, other than the viscosity, in truth, you could leave the grape jam out. Of course you could. And be just fine. (laughs) I think I
0: thought it would do more than it did. Yeah, yeah. It's like a long porn star. You're hoping for more, and you get disappointed. So that's what I'm doing. So the Grimace, the long porn star, and and the bourbon smash that has caveats now. So uh, cheers, gentlemen, before we jump in.
2: By the way, Uh, uh, drinklab.org has a drink called Rooted in Survival Cocktail. Okay. two ounces of silver tequila, an ounce of carrot juice, a half ounce of lemon juice, half ounce of agave nectar, a dash of bitters, one splash blood orange soda. But I believe it's inspired or part of their Hunger Games cocktails and drinks collection.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so you know what? You came to this one first, Grinch, in terms of what we're talking about. And so I'm going to let you actually take over here and, and give our audience the kind of what for in terms of what we're going to be discussing. Set the stage, maestro. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I am going to say right here at the beginning, for all of you who are listening, there will almost undoubtedly be spoilers. So if that's an issue for you, I don't know what to tell you. But uh, we have passed the stop statute. Stop listening of limitations. if you don't want spoilers. <laughs> exactly. But the but problem uh,
1: is, is, you don't know what we're talking about. So how can you stop? That's listening? why I did it right here.
0: Um, so there, there are going to be spoilers. The statute of limitations on spoilers for us has passed. So you either listen or you don't. So Grinch brother, take it away.
2: Yes. So if uh, in case you're living under a rock, uh, you you would know that there is a show on HBO now called The Last of Us, which is based on the video game created by Naughty Dog. Um, and statistically, um, and, and um, there's so much to say about the show, first off, just how well cast it is. But statistically, it's it had one of the second, I think it had the second highest viewership increase from episode one to two, which just everybody seems to be really, really liking, except for these fucking idiots that are like review bombing and they can all go to hell. Um so everybody was really pleased with one and two, and it's it's excellent. And then episode three hit, and um, instantly rave reviews. Some are already calling it one of the best episodes of TV you will see this year. Um, I also saw um, a list of like the top ten most emotional episodes that have ever been on HBO, and that's up there as number one right now. Um, so I'll tell
1: you, I I, I cried. I did too. I cried, I did too. and here's what's fucked up. Mrs. Haas and I went to, on a date night um, last night, and we saw that movie with Tom Hanks, My Name is Otto, or whatever. Mm-hmm. balling, like snot bubbles
2: balling. <laughs> like two days
1: in a row. I, I got nothing left. I'm dehydrated.
2: <laughs> over here. Well, so, phenomenal, phenomenal. And um, for those that don't know or didn't play the video game, this was actually a significant... Um, adjustment to what you would have gotten from the two characters in the video game so so you know for discussion to hear today is the episode these two incredible actors that made that that entire episode work um and just if you didn't know like some of the really interesting facts about these two guys because uh nick offerman in particular is just a fascinating dude like the more i learn about him
1: talented
2: well, I mean, he, he he's he's the quintessential man's man, you know, because sure. of um, Swanson. Right. Ron Swanson, Parks and Rec. Um, I don't think that's actually very far from who he is. If you start listening to him on his views about government. Skill sets people should have adding value to your community. Um, being a carpenter, being a part of a carpenter collective for 18 years, um, playing the saxophone. He knows ballet and he's like classically trained in theater. None of these things you would have thought of when you first see this character that most people associate with, with parks and rec. So yeah, that was a long winded set set up there.
0: And his co-star in the episode is none other than Murray Bartlett. For those of you that don't know, he was Armand the hotel manager in the first season of white Lotus and phenomenal. I mean, when I saw him in that, I was like, okay. Best character in the whole show it was the only reason, really, that I watched the entire first season and it was disappointing. What happens to his character again? Yeah, spoiler I'm, alert, well, but... I'm, still get, I'm still getting there. <laughs> well, it's, it's well, look, funny. spoiler alert, brother. Yeah, spoiler alert. It, it's, it. it's been
1: like during season two, but fine. <laughs> whatever. Right. Of is, limitations. He the one, is he the one that gets killed?
2: He does. <laughs>
0: okay. Sorry, but yes. It's, and it was just like, oh, uh, what it, best fucking well, character. It,
2: and it's funny because on his interview with Stephen Colbert there was discussion of a spinoff and Colbert was like, well, that'd That's, be difficult <laughs> it would, considering how things ended. Um, and, and so uh, I guess the show creator for, um, uh, for white Lotus did say there may be some potential to go back in time. So here's right. hoping I, I, I didn't finish it, but I know he is a phenomenal character. Yes.
0: Um. Now Grinch, you, again, when I said at the outset of this, you came to this first, like I never played the video game, still haven't. Mm -hmm. I know the video game. I've watched playthroughs of the video game, but I've never played it myself firsthand. I don't know if you have parts of it.
2: And then i like you, I've watched other clips and things like that. Yeah.
0: Okay. And, and so when I, You know, you mentioned that this show was coming out. I hadn't seen it. You mentioned the I believe you actually sent out the stats between the first and second episode and and the viewership increase. And so at that point, I was like, okay, I'm going to give this thing a watch. Uh, I'm a fan of uh, Pedro Pascal, the main character. He is the principal character. You know, obviously he is in The Mandalorian. He was way back when in Game of Thrones. He played the Red Viper. As was Bella Ramsey. Yeah, yes. so I mean,
1: <laughs> one of the most famous episodes, the Red Wedding,
0: right? The guy has been around and he's done some great stuff. I was a big fan of his in Narcos, um, where he plays a cop. And so, you know, when I when you had said that, I was like, okay, well, let me check out this show. You watch the first show, and obviously, it's the setup. And I have watched the game playthrough, through, so I know the first very episode similar. Yeah. Oh my god, it's, it's, it is. it's
1: almost mirror imaged. Mm-hmm. It feels like.
0: You go into episode two, another great episode. So I get why viewership. And then we land on episode three and at, at the beginning of episode three. And again, for spoilers, at this point, Tess has already died and it is just the principal character and his cargo, who is the young actress. Um, Ellie. They, are, they are just walking down the road and they're actually talking about going to Bill and Franks, who are the, the, the two characters that we'll be discussing today in episode three. No real lead up to it. No explanation about who they are. I think her comment was, a. she makes some comment about, are they nice or something? And and he says, Frank is or something like that. Right. And that's all he mm. says. Yeah. And there's no
2: it, warning whatsoever of the emotional trip you're about to go
0: on. Right. And then it cuts to a guy sitting in a basement who is clearly a survivalist, uh, doomsday prepper type. And, they are around
1: my spirit animal Yeah, they're rounding (laughs) up
0: people in this this small town and he's watching it on closed circuit tv and and then we're off to the races in terms of their particular story these these two characters nick offerman and murray bartlett play bill and frank um i didn't know what to expect and i know you had watched it first i came along after i was watching it i was fucking shocked and i watched it twice and totally unexpected now i know it, it is what do you say it is a standalone episode and it can be mm-hmm. watched separate from the entire series, which I thought was an interesting way to do it because it doesn't really progress the storyline in terms I, of what, you know, I
1: mean, I'm, I'm a small bit,
0: a small bit, but that's a, a only, small bit. that's and, only and, and kind part of a small,
1: in a small, important bit, but you're right. For the most part, I would agree. You could watch it independently of itself, I guess. Yeah.
0: The only part that it ties to the storyline is the, the very quick meeting we get with Bill and Frank and Tess and, Uh, Pedro Pascal's character Um, Joel Joel thank you we we get their meeting when they have lunch and you know you can feel the tension between Bill and Joel because they're both very similar in their approach to people and Bill is the Nick Offerman character and then it ties together right there at the end when Joel and Ellie show up and so for the most part though it's a standalone episode you can watch it by itself in a vacuum and it doesn't matter Or you can watch it as part of the larger story, and it still works. But it was a phenomenal episode. I it the fact that it is a gay love story was lost on me until right when he's playing the piano. Like I didn't, I did not see that coming.
1: It's funny. I I was watching it with uh, with daughter Haas, and I looked over at one point. I I don't know a couple, a, a scene or so right before that, and I went. They're going to hook up, aren't they? Like, this is a this is thing. And she goes, this is oh, happening. yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, for sure. And I was like, yeah, that's what I thought. You could kind of feel where it was leading to. I mean, I mean, a pop delictic, I didn't even think it was that. I just thought it was, you know, just two people who were falling in love in a, you know, less than desirable scenario.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. When, when trust is a huge thing. And here's a guy who's yeah. living on his own for years. And then Murray Bartlett's character, Frank, stumbles into one of his booby traps. -hmm. And then you know, Bill comes out, and he he's like,
1: Uh, "You said booby trap,
0: (laughs) no trust." But he's like, "I'm gonna let you out, and you need to get the fuck on." And the guy's like, "I I love this scene because he's like, I'm hungry. I haven't eaten in two days." He goes, "Well, it doesn't sound that long when you say out loud."
1: (laughs) And then he's like, "And that's not my
0: problem, bro. This ain't an
1: Arby's." And he's like, "Arby's Arby's doesn't give free lunch." lunch. And he's like, "Yeah, they didn't back in the day either, dude."
0: And it almost (laughs) takes Bill a moment. He's like. Because he's like, Arby's yeah. was a restaurant. And he's like, fuck.
2: Well, it, it it was such, like, he pulled off being disarming perfectly. Yes. Just perfectly of being self-aware and somehow keeping, like, a, a sense of humor in that moment. And, I mean, we, you know, maybe, I, I don't remember which episode, but, you know, we've talked, well, maybe it was like, in pr- the, it's oddly enough, like, talking about prisons and solitary confinement and so forth. Humans are social creatures. Right. They, they need it. It's, it's, you know, I don't know where it is in Maslow's hierarchy, but it should be there if it's not listed in that pyramid of just mental health, th- staying connected, feeling like you're part of something. And then there's the love aspect. But what what they managed to pull off in a single episode was so incredible of like the vulnerability of wanting to love but being afraid to but then ended up doing it. And then for them to show them getting older together as they move through the years and their funny fight about, I just want some paint, you know?
1: So there were so many scenes that it was just like, I'll be honest, like the, their first love scene, I was just like moved by the whole like conversation and vulnerability and vulnerability and, and the honesty they had with each other. I mean, it was just the way the way it was written, the way it was directed, the way it was acted, everything was just I I was just blown away. Like, I mean, it was just two people falling in love. Uh, and in like a, you in said, a very... in a less
0: than ideal situation. Yep. Nope. And I think that's we're watching. And if you haven't seen the show, the show takes place. It starts in 2003 when this apocalyptic event occurs and then we jump ahead 20 years. And what we get to watch is the twenty-year period of Bill and Frank. Now, the first I think is it three or four years. Bill's by himself before mm-hmm. Frank something shows like, up. I think, right? yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. I think
1: it said like a couple of years or three. Yeah, something.
0: Right. So, so we we get this very quick snapshot of Bill by himself, setting himself up, his generator, all of his supplies, going to different stores. I mean, we get that piece, and then Murray shows up, and like Haas said, we we see this very intimate situation. Where he's like, okay, basically, it's like, I'm going to take you in, I'm going to feed you, I'm going to let you shower, clothe you, and then eventually, you're going to get the fuck on. And then Murray's like, well, we're going to make love. But if I do this, I get to stay a few days. (laughs) which you know i guess it's like
1: i mean he was honest he's like i'm no whore like right right. this may be the zombie apocalypse but i still that's his
0: line i'm no whore
1: he's like yeah that's what he said yeah but i mean and and you gotta admire that like right look this is the zombie apocalypse and we're two dudes who want to do this but like that still doesn't make me a whore i'm not you right yeah exactly the fact that he understands
0: bill and who bill is as a survivalist he understands if i hitch myself to this horse (laughs) Uh, there's protection there. And right now I'm a lone individual out in the wilderness. And if I if I make this work, a part of that, take the love aspect. He's probably going, you know, what is it? Uh, self uh, deprecating? No, 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 no. You know, he he's just self aware that he knows he can't take care of himself oh, okay, in that way. And here's a guy he knows can. So.
1: Not, not just that, but dude apparently makes a pretty mean piece of venison, you know, or a pe- nice rabbit. piece of rabbit. rabbit you know, with the Beaujolais. Appropriately, with the Beaujolais, right? <laughs>
2: um, you know, I, I, to me, like, this is when I truly appreciate the art and skill of acting, because yeah. I couldn't do a scene like that. I mean, I'm not trained, but I just couldn't. I don't think I could be comfortable enough to be outside of myself to, like be there and they when a man climbs work. on
0: top of you in bed you're right like,
2: i mean nope. and, and ignoring and the gay part of it you know it, it it didn't really matter like this is when you realize that like these people are talented like they are talented in their trade craft and if i understand the timeline correctly because um i didn't finish the whole interview but i watched uh the first half of it with um with nick offerman and murray uh bartlett um Murray Bartley had not become a household name because of White Lotus yet when he was cast. Whereas um, Nick Offerman was a known commodity, was offered the role. Right. <laughs> and so they were talking about how the joy of when you're an actor and your agent calls you because because Nick Offerman said, like, I didn't get that. The joy of like somebody calling me and going, you fought for that role and you got it. Whereas Murray Bartlett was like, I was ready to scream from the rooftops, but we were in a pandemic in lockdown. Like I couldn't even really go do anything. So, you know, I just had to kind of celebrate within my little circle. Um, Nick Offerman actually says, uh, when I got the role, uh, I told the wife and we made slow, what did he say? languorous love. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, 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 and here's what's interesting. It was actually her who told him he was taking to the,
2: the role. role. Yeah, yeah, because yep. uh, we didn't say this yet, but he's married to um Megan Malali, who Will and Grace, Karen, Will and Grace fame. Yeah, and they um back to the many, you know, layers of this onion that is Nick Offerman. You know, he does stand up comedy of, of his own style, but he's done it with his wife. He's also an author. He's written, I think, two books and they've done comedy bits together. So uh, that's kind of a cool story because um when he was first coming on the scene he joked that he was you know mrs Malley's husband right <laughs> you know he wasn't really a stand-alone, stand standalone person um but i'll you know i'll tell you not to digress too much in terms of his body of work but i still say one of the best shows that a lot of people have never, never seen with nick offerman is his role in devs which was on hulu
0: yeah, he plays the, uh, the he, founder, he plays or... Forest. He's yeah.
2: like the 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 owner, you know. Yeah, CEO, owner of the company. Yeah, of the company, and I thought he was fantastic in that show. I'm not familiar with it, Devs.
1: I will have to check it out. Yeah, the one I was telling um I was telling Thor about was the movie um Out Loud. What was it again? Something Out Loud. I uh... <clears throat> oh. have to
0: say that now.
2: Yeah.
0: Damn you, sir.
2: Oh, did I say two books? Yeah. He may have as many as like, like five, a dozen. six.
0: <laughs> oh, where yeah. The,
2: where the deer and the antelope play. Greatest love story ever told. Paddle your own canoe. Good, clean fun. Uh, gumption. All rise are the
0: ones that I see. Nice. D- it's heart- dating back to 2013. Hearts beat loud.
1: Yeah, Heartbeat Loud.
0: Hearts Beat Loud, that's the movie you were yeah. talking about.
1: Heartbeat Hearts Beat Loud, yeah, is the movie. I don't know if you've seen that either, Grinch. It's um I have not. Oh, it's just it's it's just such a touching story of a of a father and a daughter. And since we're all fathers of daughters
2: It makes um, sense. Se- seems a lot of nice connected at this tissue. Point.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just it's just it, it just he's um for a guy who kind of like, you know, cut his jib being a comedian and kind of like I think hangs his hat on that quite a bit. Um, the point is, is that, I mean, just serious. He's, depth. He, he, he's got, yeah, he really does. There are a lot of, like you said earlier, many layers to the onions of Nick Offerman. Yeah, for
0: sure. And and I think a lot of that gets showcased in this particular episode, which is nice because we're seeing, and it's a feature length episode. I think it's like a hundred and it's an hour and 20 minutes. I mean, it is, it's not your standard, I thought? something like that. It's not your standard length episode, which was fine because they had a lot to pack in, but You know, it's interesting kind of watching the arc of both of these characters him being a survivalist, Nick Offerman's character Bill being a survivalist, Murray come along, uh, Murray Bartlett coming along, him taking him in, them becoming a couple, and then almost the trivial shit that occurs. Now, you you look at it as trivial, right? Because there's an apocalypse going on. But at one point in the story, it jumps ahead a few years and we see a fight between the two of them where I think you said it Grinch or or one of you said he just wanted paint. He wanted a lawnmower. He wanted to make Mm -hmm. the town look nice. Bill doesn't understand it because Bill's like, look, we're trying to survive. And he's like, I think Frank's point is we're fucking humans. Right. To be human, these are things that are important. And what, what's he say? He goes, "Oh, I forget. You live in a world where you live in a bunker, and the government's all Nazis." No, Nazis. And he goes. He goes. They are all they Nazis.
2: Are. He's like, "Well, they weren't back then." Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, "What are you probably about to say?" The line that he says next. No, go ahead. Uh, where he says something like, if this is about commodity management, you say commodity management. Resource management. Manage- resource man, I'm yeah, going to walk into this <laughs> right? right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they are things that we find trivial, right? When it's it's wrapped around this monumental catastrophe that's occurred to the world, but for them living where they are and doing the things that they do on a daily I mean, there is some mundane shit that would go on. It's just the two of you, right? And he even says that in that moment. He goes, we're going to have friends. And Bill's like, what and he's yeah. like we're gonna fucking yeah. find Frank, and then we're it gonna cuts to a scene over. of them
1: having a tea party lunch in <laughs> the, front the front yard yard
0: right oh, and, i
1: was dying
0: and you can tell bill is just way outside his comfort zone at that point sitting at that lunch table and you know he's got a gun on the table and frank's like no put the gun away you know i uh, get it that, but put the fucking yeah. gun away mm-hmm um so good but because it is a 20 year span of their relationship and it jumps you know it, there are times where it then jumps ahead a few years i don't know if i missed it do we know because at one point it does jump ahead and suddenly murray's in a fucking wheelchair like do we know what happened and why well, it's is funny it because age? it goes
1: it goes it goes from um bill being shot yes in the, the raid right and, and then you presume he's gonna die and then it cuts to the scene of the front porch where Murray's uh characters Painting. on the front yeah. Well on the, we, front, on the front porch and he brings I, them in out of the cold.
2: I, I, I don't think they ever said. I mean okay. it's kind of an undisclosed terminal illness, you know, is what we're led to believe. And he's wheelchair bound. So but
1: but he, he did say there wasn't even a cure for it
2: back then, so there's yeah, so yeah, he he did not say know. that. Yeah.
0: It was yeah. gonna be something debilitating long term. And um,
2: and and you know, and I think while it didn't add a whole lot to the story, it gave texture and content context to the relationship joel had developed clearly over the years because he says when they're tr- when they're coming to terms in that first meeting you know like that fence is only going to last about another year i can get you things that you can't get like medicine and so when he's opening the bag and he's like a roundy and a smally or whatever you know i i think it's safe to assume that it's through that relationship with joel right.
1: agreed absolutely and yeah. clearly the pain meds at the end were in, also in it, because it was the same pain meds that I think that dude that one dude was taking
2: from the, mm-hmm. uh, the RZ. Yeah, or sleeping pills or something. Of anyway, the, it was the, enough yeah. to do them in. Yeah. Did, um, uh... In the video game, as I understand it, it's it's obviously a much more concise interaction. And I think they find the letter, but the letter is written differently. That's um, more like... I just can't deal with him anymore of vibe as opposed to, you know, this, this kind of poignant moment of like, they left the window open for the smell. Now you can take care of tests, right. you know? And of course we know we just lost Tess, So it's like, let's just gut punch Joel one more time. Right.
0: <laughs> well, and I guess it's a, it's a weird juxtaposition because at the outset of the episode, you see Joel and Ellie walking to Bill and Frank's, assuming everything's okay that they're going to be there and greet them. And then on the other side, you've got obviously Bill and Frank and and with how they choose to go out. And in that letter, their assumption is Joel and Tess, everything's fine. And that the expectation is they're going to show up at the house together. And, you yep. know, and and clearly neither of those things came to That's fruition. That's what happens, yeah. Tess it's was how gone. It comes and, to pass, yeah. And, yeah, and both of them are dead by the time they get there. Anybody see that coming in terms of the way mm-hmm. it happened? Nope. No, no. no, neither did I. Because it, it, like... It, it, the minute he slugs the wine, I went, Oh, shit. Mm-hmm.
1: and you see now, Murray Bartlett's
0: you, character is like,
1: Uh huh. Once well, once he brought out the wine and it was already opened and he poured the glasses and then he added more, I was like, Uh huh, this is this is a twofer, yeah, this is going down. And <laughs> I, certainly, I should be
0: angry with you, but there's something poetic about it, mm-hmm. like,
1: yeah. I, I mean, romantic, the, yeah. The,
2: the game, you know, itself was always considered you know, one of the best storytelling games that's ever been made, and for good reason. So there was, you know, I've seen this in some articles, like there was already some tremendous material to pull from. But it, it, this was not in the game. Everything that transpired between the two of them, you don't get in the game. You you know that they the two of them were there. And I think you get some more information in just about assuming, you know, kind of how long they've been together and so forth. But it wasn't this story at all. And it's just worth mentioning the only, the only, the, or the other detail I'm I'm aware of from watching like New Rockstars, IGN, and all these other resources that focus and, you know, this is their, their wheelhouse of like Easter eggs and so forth was the origin of the outbreak. Because I believe in the video game, it starts in South America. But it's interesting that in episode two, they really confirm that it started at a flower plant. Which I believe is actually yep. one of the largest Indonesia? flower plants in the world. Yeah, right. Jakarta. Yeah, Jakarta. Yep. And so, if you think about episode one,
0: mm-hmm.
2: how they dodged the bullets, figurative bullets, because they didn't eat the cookies, they didn't eat the biscuits, and he forgot the birthday cake. Right. That's why they didn't get infected because it was in the flour that was yep. going around. And so that's kind of a that's kind of a cool detail that if you think back on episode one. Of those small decisions that led to them, you know, to be where they were.
0: But again, you don't get that information until episode three, when he tells her it was in a flower factory.
2: Yes. I mean, the, the, what do you call a fungus specialist? The mycologist or something along something the lines. Like mycologist. Like that, yeah. yeah she that we asks, see her. Yeah. She asked the beginning, the general, she says, where did this start? And he says, four employees at the whatever flower plant. And then, of course, there's that ominous transition to where he's like, what do we do? And she's like, bomb the cities, bomb everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I couldn't even imagine getting told something like that right. and having to digest the fact that I'm like, did you did you just tell me to bomb all of Jakarta? You know, <laughs> like.
0: and and she is the <laughs> a known specialist in the field. And if that's what she's telling you, I mean, there's a lot of weight there and you're going, oh, shit.
1: Yeah, and then she's like crying, saying, "Just send me a car and take me home to my family.
0: Yeah, I want to be with mm-hmm. my family.
2: I want to be with my family when those bombs drop."
0: And and
2: I keep I keep forgetting this damn word too. What is it? A uh, uh, what's the fungus? The it's not cephalopods. It's uh, fucking <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's cyclofalls
1: like, or cyclophils.
2: They, it'll come back to me. Um, they for for what it's worth, these things do exist, but they have never
0: gone into humans mutated to humans right
2: yeah the story about the ants is true Uh, cordyceps
0: cordyceps Cordyceps. there you go
2: the story is true that was told about infecting ants and like kind of taking over the colony but the rest is
0: obviously yeah Yeah, because when i mentioned it my, my my wife's daughter actually said oh is this about the ants i'm like why do you know that? Like, I didn't know that. Why do you know that?
2: Everybody knows fungus shit now. Yeah, it's like Every time I touch fungus I'm like it's starting. This is where it, it is. Goes. <laughs> Ground zero. I'm never eating cookies again. Uh, so <laughs> you don't pancakes. like
0: mushrooms so you're
2: fine. I don't I you you know how I hey, feel about fungus. Hey, I'm planning who I'm biting first. That's all. Is that <laughs> <Yeah>. it? <laughs> Fair
0: point. Um can we guess? <laughs> look, at the end of the day this was a phenomenal episode if you hadn't seen it I will tell you to go out and watch it. I've watched it twice. Uh, completely unexpected and again i've seen the game i've watched playthroughs i've never played the game i'm i'm curious and i'm i may actually have to purchase this game and go play it but uh, these two actors did a phenomenal job in terms of their portrayal of bill and frank and the way they i I don't know for me the way they completely detached themselves from the entire story arc and did this standalone episode i thought was phenomenal and it worked and like i said i know hasha like well they do tie it in yes they do there are bits and pieces that tie in to the main storyline in terms of their connection to joel their connection to tess um and then at the end the letter and he talks about you know where bill's kind of outlining what's happened and tells joel look you know take whatever you need and you know do what you have to do and you you keep the people alive and he of course expressly mentions tess but it's like you keep the people alive that you care about and an incredibly poignant episode i didn't see it coming and it was an incredible surprise and then you sent out videos like you know people's reactions and and yeah. even colbert this is supposed
1: to be, be a done. zombie show right.
0: <laughs> and i even said that to you grinch when you and i were were online the other day. It was, uh-huh. Why is it all females? Why is it all females yeah. having reactions? Like don't Haas, you said, you know, you teared up. Grinch, you teared up there. Why is it always f- wow. females like got like no guy? Well, maybe it's just because guys don't record themselves having a reaction like the females do. I didn't even know that was a thing.
2: Well, I, I mean, I'll just uh, I, I think I said this online and, and the missus knows because I, I read it as part of an article. The guy said, if you told me years ago. That I would be a blubbering mess after watching a TV show based on a video game where you're trying to get a car battery written by the guy who wrote Scary Movie 4. I would have told you you're out of your you damn play. mind. Fucking A. <laughs> Fucking
1: a. <laughs> Fair play. Yes. And, 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 yeah. and
2: it's, I mean, I know this isn't necessarily the focus, but how damn good is Bella Ramsey too?
1: yeah agreed he well i mean crushing
2: we rushing it as we, we
1: we knew she was amazing back in in game of thrones but yes i mean just her 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 timing and her wit and her delivery and just uh, she's amazing well at, like it, you it's said it's
2: worth mentioning i mean think of some of the phenomenal actors we're getting out of it, like the united kingdom writ large and australia agreed um because she's uh she's english i believe and if i get that wrong i'll just say british broadly so i'm not
0: you know misstepping there
2: uh Murray Bartlett's Australian. Yes. You know, and.
0: And And it's been around for quite some time in Australia, obviously, but wasn't a known commodity here.
2: I think Bella Ramsey said when she was cast as I forget the name of her character in Game of Thrones. She was 11. Yes, and there's 11.
1: And (laughs) Anna Torf is also Australian. She's the one who played um, Tess. I loved her. Uh, She played Olivia in Fringe. uh, Fringe.
2: Yes. Which is
1: what I know her from. And
2: Mindhunter. She's also uh, in mind. Oh, you're hunter. right. You're right. She's a, right. a yeah, psychiatrist. Yeah. She was professor a of
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Good call. <clears throat> yeah. I've I've enjoyed her since French. But yeah, she's I think she's Australian.
2: Yeah, you can hear that come out every now and then, but it's almost like she's been doing it long enough where it maybe is like the line almost gets a little blurred in her own mind of like she just converses now without having to like shift. Cause I I, I listened to her in an interview and I almost wasn't sure at times.
0: Um, And and it's interesting because Pedro Pascal right now is, is obviously a hot commodity with the Mandalorian and narc coming off of Narcos doing the Mandalorian and this, Uh, he he just doesn't seem to make a misstep in terms of the roles he's choosing.
1: I saw, I saw a meme or something that said that currently Pedro Pascal has never acted in any show.
0: Is this the 89% um, Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And rotten yep. Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. Was I
1: that you that, that sent that out?
0: Uh, I didn't send it out, but I did see the but same yeah, thing. I,
1: I saw uh, he's just,
0: sure. in terms of the casting for this, they've just, they've managed to just hit all the right places right now.
1: Oh, and Murray Bartlett's Australian, by the
0: yes. way. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, did we say that?
2: I did. I did. I'm yeah. Sorry. Um, just... The other thing, too, just it, uh, if, if you haven't, I posted it in, in the chat, but that's the link to the Offerman Woodshop which I believe, like I said, he's been doing since for like 18 years. He, he is furniture. a true carpenter. Like he believes in, and having a skill. And he, he was asked about on hot ones, yeah. Um, which is, a which is actually a really good, just conversation. The questions that he gets asked are real. Uh, I think hot ones does a fantastic job of researching their guests and teeing up really good questions. Okay. And this was one that they really did. And Offerman was very conversational and genuine um, and almost unassuming. Like there's no ego there with the way he interacted. He wasn't doing this like, oh, those U's wings are shit. You know, like some of the guests do that I enjoy seeing their faces fried off later. But um, he was asked about like, because I guess there was a quote related to like Ikea. And he just, he's he's like, I know it's a good company, but I believe in building quality products that last decades not something that's going to end up in a landfill is his take on it
1: and he's not wrong being someone who mm-hmm. owns more ikea pieces than i wish to admit to not by <laughs> choice not by They're choice
2: reversal
0: and easy you know They're i versatile get it.
1: And easy but man are they pieces of crap
0: <laughs> well again it's the uh being a a carpenter it's the harrison ford approach to acting because he was a carpenter prior to being an actor
2: dude this oh i i want to say he gorgeous. was also a bouncer He's Harrison from jo- Ford
0: or Nick Offerman?
2: Nick Offerman. And he was asked about his intensity, like when he was a bouncer. And he said he learned that if he kind of stayed in sort of a quiet, unassuming, but intense sort of zone, it discouraged trouble more than the idiot who wanted to kind of always give off a vibe of like, hey, I'm I'm a badass or whatever um oh and i think he told a story about meeting mr t um when his wife was on one of the talk shows and i guess mr t used to be a bouncer back in the day as well yeah
0: yeah yeah that doesn't surprise me
2: yeah yeah he said uh he he actually really liked mr t for similar qualities of just his very grounded and his beliefs and how he comported himself which i thought was a cool little side (laughs) sidebar
0: Nick Offerman was a cooler. He was like Patrick Swayze at the Double Deuce and Roadhouse. Just <laughs> a, a very double cool douche. That's it. <laughs> uh, I did see that when you, when you sent out the Stephen Colbert interview with Murray Bartlett when he was talking about winning the Emmy for White Lotus and he's like, mm. "Yeah, I left it on the uh, on the mantel just a day too long, and then I felt like a douchebag."
2: Yeah, when the guests showed up and they're like, <laughs> yeah, there's there your Emmy?"
0: <laughs> like, fuck. So I stuck it in the guest room closet. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Couldn't have picked two. And, and interestingly enough, you know, the two gentlemen, because you know, for the people that this makes uncomfortable, right? Like the love scene, right? It's two hairy ass bearded men climbing in bed together after some Beaujolais and some rabbit. I thought it was
1: sweet, actually.
0: Oh, and and I love it because he's like, "Have you done this before?" And he's like, "No." And and Frank's like, "Then we'll take it easy." He's like, we we'll, yeah. we'll you know we'll start slow." I'll start with the basics. <laughs> right, the basics. There it is. Um, yeah, it was just totally not expected. Uh, great episode, though. And, uh, you know, if you get a chance to go out and watch it, watch the entire series. I mean, it's three episodes in. Sorry oh. for the spoilers. It's It's been over a week. If you haven't seen it by now, that's on you. So that's too fucking bad. But ultimately, you know, they have a fitting end. It is very romantic. Murray is is dying. His character is dying in Frank. and And so... Bill, at that point, you know, when he pours the wine and gives him, you know, he outlines, this is what our last day is going to be.
1: Can I say real quick, I had a little bit of a problem with one of the scenes, Uh the scene we the scene where Bill uh, is telling Frank, I'm dying. And if you love me, you'll do this thing for me
0: you mean where frank is telling bill Our frank
1: is telling bill sorry yeah. if you let me go do this thing for me first of all i'm like mm, no no that's not a healthy love relationship first of all and then there was there was a the second component of you know not only we do do this thing for me but you'll do it this very specific way and it's like well that's that's not how love works see because love is a little more complicated than that homie I I get they had to write it and you have to compact and get from A to B and so on and so forth but I I did take I did take uh, offense to that scene because I don't for all the young listeners out there who who may be listening to this that is that is not a healthy appropriate love relationship just saying
0: well I I will say this as a caveat to what Haas is saying is the actual line Frank says is I want you to love me the way i want so it's yeah. it's the way frank it's his last day on earth right he knows i get it. it
1: i get it but that's fucked up man but that he on also knows
0: person. he knows that uh, obviously he sees something in bill he's like i know there's a softness to you that that does exist you're this hard ass doomsday I prepper it. i survivalist. get it i get
1: all of that all that makes sense but i'm just saying that's fucked up uh,
2: I, that's I don't know I'm, I'm team thor here i are fucked up i i if it's your last day you get to you need to lay down some some demands now, right you're saying, like it's I'm like your birthday right there You isn't get any room for want. negotiation but i i think it fit the characters in that frank knew he needed to state very clearly what he wanted to have happen right no, that, might, that, that there was no sure. ambiguity i just because uh, the time hmm. wasn't going to be negotiated at not that fair. Point. You okay. know, like the decision had been made. This is the day. And and I mean, I know we didn't spend a lot of time, like how much pain was he in and all that, but you're at the end of the world. You're not mobile. Imagine losing the guy you depend on for some yeah. random thing. And like you're you stuck in a off chair, a roof, right? You know, and you're like, mm, mm, mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if I get up enough speed, you know? <laughs> I can roll myself off this porch. Yeah. Um, I, I understand your point, Haas, but I, I, I think the thing there was, it's like Frank understood that. You know, Bill was always gonna be Bill. And it's like this one day, I'm not asking for anything else, but this one day I need you to love me the way I want. Or, or you know, and, and by I killing think, me. Yes. Well, he went maybe. with me. He went with him. I and mean maybe, like you said, I get
1: it. I mean, look, I mean, look, it's it's clean, it's in the it's it's put in a box and it's wrapped and it's tied up with a nice little boat. I get all that from writing perspective. I'm just saying, you know Well, he
2: also didn't divulge at that point that he was planning to do it too.
1: I know, but right. Still, I just, I, I I don't think demanding someone else's do to do something. I, the, the whole thing is, if you love me, you'll do this thing. I've never been a fan of that approach. Is all I'm saying. I think I, t- I take issue with that, and I think anyone in a healthy healthy love relationship would as well. They'd be like, <laughs> I understand you want to go on on your terms, cool, but this should be a fucking conversation. This is still a fucking relationship.
2: This is well, still a marriage. Say, I want you to drive me off a cliff at ninety, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "Wait, am I in the car?"
0: <laughs> and, and and at the end of the day, if Bill's like, "No, I'm not doing that," what's Frank gonna do? <laughs> I mean, that's, I, mean he, he, well, I mean,
1: he I mean, th- he doesn't have authorship over his own body <laughs> yeah, at that. Point. I know, I know, and I, and I'm not saying. Like, uh, here's my point. My point is, is I think, uh I, if I was in a situation, I would be like, "Hey, hey, hold on, time out. Look, all right." Can we at least talk about this instead of you making these demands of me because I'm supposed to love you? Therefore, I'm supposed to just automatically do these crazy fucking things for you. Like, oh, I don't know. Prepare this wild and crazy day of love where we marry each other and then we kill ourselves like that should be a two person conversation, man. That should be a two way street. That shouldn't be a one-way fucking conversation. No. I just I so I took issue with that scene. That's all I'm saying.
2: Hey, this is why different people have different relationships. Yeah, it was yeah. a beautiful scene nonetheless. No, nobody's nobody's paint, paint, painting hoss into a core, apparently. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. you that's right, homie. So you you're gonna
0: put enough you're gonna put enough uh medication in that wine to choke a horse when you know if this were if that if you were in that situation, or you'd be like, mm, sorry, Frank.
1: I mean, I don't know. I'm I'll not in that you. situation. I'm just saying. And having been in, as you both know, having been in a situation where I, I very early on almost lost my spouse, uh, it's, it's a subject matter that's actually you know a little closer to home than not. But um, the truth of the matter is, is it wasn't because of anything she did or didn't do or decisions she made or didn't make. It was something that was being done to her. But the point is, is it should be a conversation. It shouldn't be, hey, by the way, I'm ready to die. Kill me. Yeah. And, uh, and and you'll do it and you'll do it without reservation because you say you love me. I think that's fucked up.
0: I, I, I mean, again, I love you, bro, but I think if your wife was in this situation, you'd be speaking a different tune right now. You'd be like, I'll love you however I've, the fuck but you but want. But, fucking, last day. I've been,
1: but I've been in this situation but, and but I'm here's the saying, difference:
0: but not for 20 post, years,
2: not in a post-apocalyptic world right. there is no cure or hope for one. It, it, you know, I, no, I'm, I'm not, like in the scenario of like the do not resuscitate we'll say having to make a decision like that because obviously you want to retain people in your life i see that as different than this scenario of they were in the end game you know they were at least he was and and i think it speaks to the power of the love bill had for frank because he's like i don't want to go on without him so i'm agreeable to him scripting our last day even though he only knows it's Right now, it's his last his day. last day, right?
1: Again, yeah. I'm just saying that should have been a two person conversation because there were two persons in the relationship. One motherfucker shouldn't go. Oh, you know what? Today, today's the day, and here's how this gonna
0: He's go. He's the one dying. And if you
1: love me, you'll be on board. And if you don't, I guess you don't. He's I mean, if, dying, if I'm so dying, I'm my wife
0: better do everything I want on that last day. I don't want no fucking argument. <laughs> I'm just saying that's me. <sighs> I want to eat pure lard. If you love me, you go spoon feed it.
1: I want to lick your toes after you walk through airport security 30
2: times.
0: Mm-hmm. Strange love request, right but I'll That's do enough. it. And eat mushrooms. <laughs> eat mushrooms <laughs> off the feet. Uh-huh.
1: That scene where Tessa's character is mm-hmm. against the pillar and the fucking right. shit's going,
2: oh, I couldn't. Let, uh- let, let me tell you how. I instantly reacted to that scene. I was like, I would have had about four grenades bundled up. <laughs> Boom. All with the pins pulled. Uh-huh. And just been like, ha ha. <laughs> exactly. So
1: many I ain't options kissed there. by
2: that shit at the right? end. Right? So
1: many fucking <laughs> options. That would have not been the choice I went with.
2: Yeah, it's fucking lighter that won't light. I'm like, "Uh-oh." fuck that.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't have stood there.
2: That's I'd been there. laying in the in the, you know, in the petroleum or whatever, you know, gasoline, diesel
0: whatever it was. Yeah.
2: Rolling around in it. Like choo, choo,
0: choo, choo, choo. light my ass <laughs> on fire. Yes. Um, you know, barring y- your opinion of how that last day should have gone, Haas. I still think it was an incredibly poignant last day. You know, it was.
1: They, it's not, it's not that I don't get it, bro. I do. Sorry.
0: And of course they end with the exact same meal they start with, the mm-hmm. rabbit and the vegetables and the wine. Um which I think is when most of us were like, oh uh,
2: uh-huh. <laughs> Um, one other small detail is in the game, Ellie, I guess, grabs porn. She doesn't grab a firearm, which she does in the show. So it will be curious to see where that changes. Um, and it was, it, it was kind of cool when <laughs> cool in a way in episode two, where she's like, it's already all, all it's been completely looted and she's holding the Tampax, you know? Right. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Uh, I, I have to say, though, in some way I'll be disappointed that, that this isn't a sustainable character arc. Now they're both gone. And I understand, right, they're following the game or whatever, but I actually like both characters. I would like to have seen them have a larger role and in, 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 in terms of what occurs moving forward. But clearly, that's not the way the game works and that's not the way the, no, role, the series works. But you
1: know going. what I, I mean? But there's 20 years there of them working with Joel and Tess... Where if they wanted to do a spinoff series,
2: we see such we, a we, small. We might see I, that. Yeah, I, I here. I mean, I will say, I don't know that they should do anything with that. I think you leave. It's like you know, like, like what, like joked about earlier. How do you know when a painting's done? You know, when you stop painting, like leave it be. It's perfect. Right. It's sublime. It's, it's powerful in its own it's way. Powerful. Don't, yeah. Um, and, oh, no, way, play. Play. and oh, by the way, And oh, by the way this emotional journey ain't over. Like this show is going to be rough. (laughs) The You know, a lot of what the game is about is you could just say it's the standard, get a package from A to B and there's immunity there. Been done before where the last of us really got its praise was in its character development, storytelling and exploration of kind of humanity and what it would be like under these tensions and in a world like that. And humans are equally capable of atrocities on top of the fact you have this horrible thing in the world and that's still to come Yeah, and it's going to be fun. an emotional journey for sure.
1: I'm, I'm excited. I, I couldn't be happier that they picked HBO just has a way of cherry picking the best books, the best video games, the best stories to tell uh,
2: visually. And I then, would still oh sorry, Hause, I mean interrupt.
1: I I just it pleases me to see where 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 they take it. Because I, I mean I, they're gonna make it its own, right?
2: I think uh thus far I'm pretty comfortable saying this is one of the best video game adaptations I've seen. If not the best. Agreed. Um because there's some shit out there that frankly uh, is just fucking garbage and and destroyed everything that i thought i would love about (laughs) that game or experience and you know uh,
0: i don't know here i'm gonna compare it to another show which we've talked about a huge fan of and that's ted lasso and for me taking ted lasso and doing what they did in season one regardless of the extra episodes in season two but the 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 pull the tug the the back and forth the emotional strain mm-hmm. from the comedic aspect to the dramatic aspect to you know the powerful moment aspect great show so far and i know they've got season 3 which is where they're supposed to wrap it up this one my i won't say it's my concern but my wonder is they had such a phenomenal episode early on are they ever going to be able to maximize that effect because it says currently 10 episodes for season 1 i won't say you blew your one episode 3 but i mean you you managed to find an episode and a storyline that resonated with people wildly popular is it going to be downhill from here like lasso did just enough in their episodes right they never they never hammered home on one episode and it and it was really just the entire arc that worked for Ted Lasso here did this one episode, is this going to be problematic in terms of how the next seven play out? And will they ever eclipse that popularity again? Or was, was this the mountaintop and it's all downhill from here?
1: I mean, I hope not. I mean, it's a standalone episode for all intents and purposes, right? right? Yeah, Absolutely. I, I
2: think I think we're going to be okay. Um, and it's already been renewed for a second season.
0: That's what I was checking to see if they had already Yeah, said it that. has been renewed, okay. yes.
2: Um, oh, so the I mean, taste clusters... Know- yeah, to work clusters. here that's right in the verticals
1: um i mean just not on netflix it's safe right
2: that's true that's true thank god um well cuz we know
1: it just had a, a, an episode with two guys in love so that I means netflix was probably going to give it the hatchet
2: well and what's interesting okay so ellie is 14 on the show but bella is actually 19 um and there's some discussion, I guess, related to her age and and season two. But it, I'm just going to enjoy this ride while it's here. I think they're crushing it. Um, in HBO, I trust. You know, um, so they haven't let us down. No,
1: they 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 bring
2: it. I mean,
0: I I
1: you, you can call the last two three seasons of Game of Thrones what it is, but you know,
0: I do want to ask a question here because I just saw this. Now we know that Pedro Pascal plays the principal character of Joel. Apparently, rumor has it that earlier in the day, before Pascal was offered, it was reported that uh, Mercela Ali was offered the role. If you know who he is, black gentleman, yeah. great actor. Yep. yep. Um, he fan. was offered the role, and Matthew McConaughey turned the role down. Would either of them have worked in this role? You think? Mm, I don't think so. No. I don't think and so. again we haven't seen no. a lot of Joel. I mean mm. we we I won't say we haven't seen a lot of him. Obviously we have.
1: uh he he's he's got gravitas without having to open his mouth.
0: Yeah, and his I think character definitely I, car- I think, carries weight. I think
1: those other two actors need more spoken uh word to pull the same gravitas that um that Pedro Pascal does uh and without I, without having I think,
2: to. I mean I think yeah, I think I agree with that Haas. in terms of I mean, not taking anything from somebody like a Matthew McConaughey or the other actor you mentioned. I, Marshall uh, Ali, yeah. uh, I mean, first off, I, you know, me, I method acted or bust. So that's what I want to see. On...
0: <laughs> so Jared Leto, you want Jared Leto in the principle. <laughs> that's really
2: where I was going with this, but um, yeah, no, I, I, I think, um, you know, what, what's uh, the term that I like stealing from um, uh, Tyler Martin, he, Pedro Pascal to me is pitch perfect. Now I don't know anything else, but I really like what we have. I think his kind of, he pulls off that brooding. Like you can tell the wheels turn. And I know they gave us the flashback of his daughter, like, which is like, we all assume that's what was going on when he saw the flashlight and he's holding her, but like, he, he's just, he's really nailing it in the right way. And I think um it, it nests really well with the game. Um, so i think that's a great choice um just back to bella real quick though last of Us season or episode game two last of us two if they follow that storyline is set five years after the events of the first game okay so, so be curious to see what they do with that gotcha uh
0: i, I was just interesting that those were the two names because neither one are um strangers to obviously HBO both were in the true detective series Matthew McConaughey which, which is one. amazing mm-hmm. by the Ali way in season two yeah so uh I, I would have been okay if either one of those like if we didn't know Pedro Pascal if either one of them had been cast in the principal role I think I'd have been okay with it but you're right I think Pascal less is clearly more here he's not doing much and at the same time doing a. T- I guess that's weird to say but still doing no it
1: makes
2: sense it makes sense
1: it does not to me too because that's how I feel about it, what he's been doing like, just the simple looks and glances he gives. Right. Like, he, he can say four lines in, in like, a three-second, you know, look. Well, right. I mean, even it's the
2: scene that's as simple as stacking the rocks and him looking at his knuckles in the water when he said, like, oh, it's just a hairline fracture. It, I mean, it symbolizes he's, he's just internalizing the weight, gravity, emotion. Um, like, he doesn't express that. That's just not who he is of, like, let me tell you why I'm an asshole. Like, he doesn't Which- bother explaining all that you know
1: which when you think about it is even more impressive because (laughs) when he plays the mandalorian but you don't get to see his face 99 of of the time right Mm -hmm. it's freaking impressive as yeah
0: yeah that is funny to think about um and even at the end when he takes the letter that bill has written and he walks out into the front yard with it like uh, you know what i'm saying there is a mutual respect i think Between him and Bill, they both understand each other. They say that at the at the picnic table when they're having the lunch the first time. They're like, I get it. You know, I understand why you have a gun on your hip, even though we pose no particular threat. You just you lack a trust because of the of the time. And so he understood that situation. And I, I think Pascal is doing a great job. And I'm hoping that this is not the peak. I'm hoping that that we have not kind of managed to hit the mountaintop here with the next seven episodes still left to go. Um, and I'll be curious to see how season two plays out since they've now, I mean, does that mean this storyline, does it get wrapped up in a nice, neat little package? And is the second season something completely different?
2: Well, I, I mean, the, the video game gives you enough. I, I mean, the video game's got everything you need for what the story is going to entail. I think it's more in between those two bookends is what the, is what we're going to be curious, or what we're going to learn. That the team developed and expounded well, upon
1: exactly like this individual episode right like i mean this right. was a carve out
2: and even i mean and even like game of thrones deviated from the books mm-hmm. um i think this will be closer than like a game of thrones who took like a background character and made it a foreground character even though that's literally what just happened <laughs> so you know but um so I think I think it's going to be a hell of a ride. I really look forward to each episode coming out. Um, something else I wanted to mention: viewership for this show has gone up each week, which is which is an anomaly. Um, the second episode was a twenty-two percent jump over the first, four point seven to five point seven million viewers, and then episode three rose another twelve percent up to six point four million game of thrones house of dragon white lotus and euphoria all saw like um losing viewership going into week two before like going up on week three um house of Dragon gained viewership in week two but dove pretty sharply by week three white lotus season two lost viewership in week two but went up in three euphoria season one went down in week two and three season two went up and then down by week three
0: yeah and i think we're coming off that i think the next episode episode four is is going to be another jump because everybody's coming off that high and they're like oh what's next so i think you're going to definitely see another spike in viewership for episode four How yeah but, not? To, but
1: to your point where, where does those spikes end and then will they be able to rebound from whatever that fall off is from the climb
2: well and again to the review bombers that are homophobic get fucked yeah just get fucked go Go move to like Upper Siberia or something or somewhere that we can't hear you on social media, please, because you fucking suck.
0: Because this was a phenomenal episode. I I will say this they did with this episode, unfortunately, Haas, what Ted Lasso was not able to do with their standalones, like the uh, beard after hours. (laughs) Yeah,
1: beard. Yeah. I mean,
0: we I think I think
1: we all I think we all enjoyed that episode, but I think you have to. You have to be a little bit of a beard head, you know, maybe have a little bit of a lasso head to, to really fully enjoy that carve out. No, I think you're right. I thought about that earlier when we were talking about this. I, I yeah. I think you're hundred percent on point. I, I think what they did with this with this standalone episode was fucking amazing.
0: Well, I'm hoping <laughs> the next seven are just like this one. <laughs>
2: I love the title of this article, which is on uh karaku the straights are not happy about being forced to watch gay men have normal human interactions with one another
1: <laughs> jesus fucking christ
2: That's, that is a great fucking i love that
1: uh, you know which is funny cuz we're all straight men but i mean you know uh love man love is but, love is love like how can yeah. you be mad at two people who care for each other and take care of each other and love each other like i mean i just don't i just don't understand why people get so offended and outraged.
0: And again, at at the end of the day, you know, it exists. It's here to stay. There's no reason it shouldn't be in natural consumption. Right. I mean, they are relationships that do exist in the world.
1: And you know, it's funny because daughter and I were talking after the episode today and she goes, you know, she says, daddy. Oh, you know um, if that had been, because we were talking about what Grinch was just pointing out as the outrage by certain, you know, mouth breathers on this subject matter. And daughter Haas said to me, she goes, you know, if that had been two women, we wouldn't be getting this outrage.
0: You also probably wouldn't have. I don't think it would have been as powerful. And that's I not agree. to take anything away no, from me No, I think you're
1: but... right. I know. and it's it's, But it's a sad commentary that we can put things in certain boxes and be okay with them. But then not put other things in other boxes and not be okay with them, or not be able to talk about them, or discuss them, or enjoy the emotions that go along. Like we just the standards we have when we label and put things away is just it's a little mind-boggling to me.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. I just think it's funny these snowflakes are uh, so triggered.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because because Wifey Haw said something similar to that yeah she goes yeah. i do protest they think that i wasn't i i do believe they protest uh, what i can't too yeah. <laughs> I yeah. protest too much yeah i doff think they protest too much yeah
0: at the end of the day look as as we wrap up here so we don't run long at the end of the day go out and watch this series if you don't have hbo get hbo D- do the big mac thing sign up for seven days and then cancel your fucking <laughs> your subscription uh but go out and watch this if nothing else Watch episode three. It is a standalone episode. You'll miss a lot. You'll miss a lot if you choose not to watch the rest of the series. I I, I completely think that's absolutely 100% true. But if if you just want to go out and see this episode, feel free. Uh, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the series, the next seven episodes, and we'll see how all of this plays out. Gentlemen, any final thoughts before we, uh, before we call it a day? Well,
2: I said what I had to say.
0: Yeah, you did. Yeah. Look, and look, Grinch has been high on this all week. He's been sending out fucking video clips and news articles and clearly this is something like talent. you're an artist now, right? Talent recognizes talent. And and That's so true. he gets That's it. True. He gets it. Um his his may be AI generated, but he gets it. Yep. As a
2: fellow creative, I get it.
0: That's it. Yeah. So, I mean, you can appreciate <laughs> what it takes to 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 really sell this in terms of two guys you know, in this situation, selling this relationship, masters of their craft, both Nick Offerman and Murray Bartlett, go out, watch this episode. Do yourself a favor. It'll be entirely worth the hour and 22 minutes or whatever it is. Uh, it's a wonderful popcorn episode. You can see it, you can watch, you can enjoy. Uh, bring some Kleenex. I think both of you would agree you may <laughs> Sad need kleenexes
2: those. not happy kleenexes right,
0: uh, feel free to selfie your reaction if you want to film your reaction and send it to macbottom003 at gmail.com mac would love to see these or did you
1: know offerman was an episode of the west wing
2: uh, did i know that
0: he's actually been in
2: quite a bit but uh, i'll be honest i didn't know until i looked
0: when they did the reboot of um Will and Grace when they did the reboot of Will and Grace he is actually you know because he is married to Mega Malali Karen's character on Will and Grace he actually has a role where he sleeps with both Will and Grace and and they find out that he's sleeping with both of them that's funny um, it, it, so
2: this, this is really interesting on IG uh, or no it's called the gamer um uh da, 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 da. damn it where's the part where he wrote i
0: don't know
2: uh, it's hard to imagine anything in the show hitting harder than watching Joel weep as Sarah dies in his arms. But somehow, Bill and Frank's story managed to do just that. And then some
0: upstages what, it.
2: When it comes to Sarah's death, at least those of us who had played the game were, were prepared. It still hit like a truck, but we knew it was coming. No one was prepared for the Bill and Frank story. <laughs> no. 100% not. And, well, in this article, I just don't know. It says uh supposedly there is a director's cut of
0: this episode with 40 more minutes really uh wonder if they'll release that at some point i'd be curious sure hope so that might be something interesting to see all right gentlemen we're going to wrap it up there yeah. i appreciate you guys jumping in and doing this great episode wonderful series go out and watch it nick offerman murray bartlett pedro pascal bella ramsey uh it's last of us on hbo check it out if you can uh episode by the time this airs episode four will have been released for the last of us so we will we will watch that with bated breath and see how that all ends up playing out gentlemen thank you uh for all of our listeners you can go out to a check out all of the drinks that we try here the long i'm sorry the long porn star what is yes. This, absolute long porn star. the Absolute long porn star. The bourbon smash with caveats and my grimace, uh, grape soda and vodka. Uh, you can check out all of the drinks that we have. You can check out all of our episodes are in the vault, like 170 episodes, plenty of hours worth of content. You can go and listen to. Uh, if that's not good enough, drop us a line at the Four Horsemen at a of dot com. You know, a drink you'd like us to try topic you'd like us to debate if you'd like to tell us what you think of last of us or episode three of last of us feel free to do that um we would love to uh get your opinion and your feedback and if you have any reactions that you film send those to macbottom003 at gmail.com and he'll forward them on to us so we can watch please
1: them. do that please I'd love please, to see please that. do that if you love us <laughs>
0: film your you reaction watching that. this episode
1: you would do that you would film yeah. your reaction and you would send it to the macbottom003 at
0: gmail.com um, all right, gentlemen. Well, there we go. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, this will not be the last of us. You will hear us again. What um, <laughs> I did there. Um, and hopefully, by the time we are back, Mac will be here. Um, he'll be done celebrating somebody's better, birthday. Whoever the i that be is. That can't be
2: sad like this every week. Right, uh, mm-hmm. gentlemen.
0: Thank you so much. Love doing this week in and week out. I love you guys. We will do this again this next a, week.
2: This was a fun one to discuss.
0: Yes, it was.
1: Those good times.
0: Views, information, or opinions expressed during the a Spirited Debate podcast series, or any affiliated podcast, are solely those of the hosts or guests involved and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the host or guests may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity, unless explicitly stated. While guests are invited to listen, listeners acknowledge that they are not being provided professional advice from the podcast or its guests. The content within the parameters of A Aspirited Debate podcast series, or any affiliated podcast, are for entertainment and educational purposes only. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual.